0: We have my man, Kevin Clark here. And Kev, I was thinking earlier, I was like, man, you were, aside from my wife, uh, you were the first guest that I had on my show way back when. Yes. how That's honorable, isn't it?
1: I love it. I am a big fan of the channel, and just to be here again and reconnect is just a, a pleasure. I really love love our conversations. We we get deep and and we talk about some really interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I forget exactly where our paths crossed initially, but I just know that I I got wind of your of the stuff that you're doing. You know, with point motion control, and anytime like I see something related to. To music and wellness, that really you know gets me sort of excited. So I was really excited to to kind of chat with you, and and then so from that point, this was maybe about I don't know eight or eight months ago or something like that. And from that point all the way to today, you know I've been I've been checking uh, occasionally the things that you've been up to. Right? I saw you streaming a little bit on Twitch. I seen that you're in that you're entrenched in the NFT world, which is something that I'm extremely curious about. Uh, so I'm really, and I've had the idea of wanting to have you back on. And then I think you reached out to me because you launched your website recently. Yes, right. And how how dope. So I'm going to have the website information down in the description uh, on the non-live version of this. Like I said, just bear with me. This is all this is all new yeah. here, but I'm going to definitely have it down there for people watching this on the replay. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to have you on, man. So let's go ahead. I'm going to dive right in and kind of just chat with you. I keep looking back and forth. Like this is go looking ahead. at you. This is looking at well, this is looking at you right now. I, I can see you, but here is look makes it look like I'm looking at you because you can see me. So I got my, so I'm going back and forth a little bit, but um, yeah, man. So let's let's start off. Uh, you know, I'm gonna start off just asking first of all, how are you doing today? Let's let's get that out of the way. How are you feeling today?
1: Absolutely. I'm feeling like at the end of the year, you know, you try to get done as much as you can, but things slow down, and you know, for us entrepreneurs, we kind of you know the world starts to drag their feet and i'm like all right i get it's the holidays but you know so i'm just working doing what i can here in the office as 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 we usually do
0: oh there you go that's awesome man yeah it's it's uh you feel like the year went by fast for you or do you feel like it was normal or how how does it how does it feel
1: it went by so fast it went by so fast uh so much stuff is happening in the world right now Uh, just trying to keep up and trying to have fun with it. And it definitely has been fun, but this year has been for me myself, the biggest year of my career between, you know, my full-time job running Point Motion, uh, which is a digital health company that uses cameras to translate patients' body movements into music and collect data for doctors. So essentially, allowing for a more musical experience during therapy we work a lot with Parkinson's dementia as well as behavioral developmental behavioral pediatrics uh, so you know that has been a, cr- a really exciting year for us in that sense but uh, with everything that's happening in the NFT space and this you know whole technology of blockchain just things are moving so fast you know they say like a week in the in the NFT world is like two months into the real world
0: hmm wow yeah yeah i mean look we all i think well not all but most of us have heard of nft nfts right. and and some of us you know i guess acknowledge or think about or really consider how i mean we, i use this word a lot but how like game changing and transformative this can be now what i wanted mm-hmm. to do just kind of in this conversation i think this will be kind of fun because i'm coming from a place of someone who is the latter of what i just described someone who's heard of it and I believe being a musician, being a music producer, I believe that there is enormous potential to, to disrupt. That's another another buzzword, disrupt, right? Disrupt many industries. Absolutely. And you know, whether it's art, whether it's you know music or just anything related to something having this this digital currency, this digital media. And so I want to kind of just, you know, throw this your way. To, and first of all, thank you for the the introduction there, because I think that was really dope just about the point motion control to kind of go back into that a little bit, because again, I think it's incredible kind of what's going on in that space. And uh, I'm excited totally. to see where it continues to go. Right. You know, it's months, mm-hmm. months that that we've originally had that that talk. And now, you know, we're, we're seeing, like you just mentioned, progress. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of see what continues on into 2022 and beyond.
1: Totally glad glad to you know always glad to expand on 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 that it's very you know innovation doesn't carry on equal ground across different industries you know different industries have their ability to adapt to innovation and new technologies and if there's anything we know is that music and art is typically always the first people to grab a new technology and saying what can i create with this what kind of possibilities are here for this. And it's kind of one of the main reasons, I mean, I would say this this is true. When you look back at, you know, back when they were building the first cathedrals, right. And one of the first things they did was like, you know, how music uh, took shape to that, you know, the acoustics and how like we started to see people like Beethoven and Mozart, like I think technology and art, they have this really close relationship probably because artists are so, Uh, fearless when it comes to exploring new mediums, you know, they get a new tool, they get a new instrument, they can play around with it and explore and they don't have so many reservations. So I think that's probably, and we can get more into detail, but like, I think that is why we see that in the NFT space in the whole blockchain space. Yes, there's a lot of different industries that are, especially now starting to be more disruptive with it, but it really started with art and artists saying, Um, right now we have a hard time, uh, having ownership, transferring ownership. We have to go through lawyers to get, uh, you know, a, a cut of our streaming sales. We have to go through ASCAP and BMI. Like there is tremendous inefficiency and that, and the industry doesn't lend itself in favor of the artists. Whereas with blockchain, with NFTs, it's almost like a renaissance of ownership for artists in what they're doing it's it's amazing to see and it's been really enabling for myself as well,
0: yeah, man I saw so i was I was watching sixty minutes last night and yep, I was yep. watching an episode about it was maybe from several weeks ago come kind of you know going in order to not kind of miss anything and right. uh, it was a company that was talking about supersonic airplanes p- planes that can wow. fly in supersonic speeds like much faster. And yeah. this guy um, was talking about how crazy. So, so the, the the interviewer asked him, like, why do you think that your company can be the first to do something that really hasn't been done successfully, you know, for many many years? Apparently, there right. were um, planes like this like years ago, but there were reasons that they couldn't really fly them um, too much longer. And he, this guy was talking about how like this industry, the airlines industry. Um, is one that really has not seen any significant... Uh, changes to the efficiencies in so long, pretty much since they kind of started in terms of like yeah, when planes first started to like now, like the amount of time that it takes to get from point A to point B hasn't really changed anything significantly enough, whereas so many other things have changed. So when you talk about things like this, like like changing and disrupting an industry where where the artists are, I guess, going to be empowered more so to be able to have ownership, that's very exciting to me and what i what i hope to do in this conversation is for myself and for people out there that are curious about how nfts can be something that can benefit them specifically people in the in the art space i want to try to talk about some sort of tangible tangible things and i'll I'll ask i purposefully did not do a lot of research on i didn't come into this conversation wanting to know a lot i want to kind of learn from you and ask the dumb questions if you will to kind of help make sense of this for me and others so i want to start with like um a question of say if an if an artist produced uh, a beat a three-minute beat that he or she thinks is incredible and like this is a great sounding track that i think people will will really love i want to kind of explore and so by the way that artist is me right now like i have many of such beats over here just (laughs) so you know right this, this is about it says remaining time five minutes I need to work on that. I think it's a 30-minute shutdown where this mic would have like deactivated, so I just had to hit that button. Now. Save it. <laughs> That's it. Saved it. Five minutes and counting. Now we we just we just right. um yeah, just reset it. So yeah, so I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to understand like like how in the NFT world can that scenario of a person wanting to protect this beat and presumably I don't even know how to properly word it but like maybe maybe I can have you sort of explain a scenario where someone like that could benefit from using NFTs using that that technology.
1: Yeah. Well, you can paint a, a bunch of different scenarios around that and myself like I've had a very, you know, my 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 realm is in music so having gone to Berkeley College of Music, studied, you know, and worked on in, in the industry a lot. I was very aware of the issues Uh, and I mean, one of the biggest ones I would say is ownership and transfer of ownership of IP for artists, uh, by us right now, like the way for us to prove that we own or to have like IP protection around a piece of content is a pretty complicated process, right? You're going to go through the library of Congress to submit maybe some lyrics or a song or a recording, uh, things of that nature, uh, that's cost a lot when it terms, in terms of like lawyer fees, in terms of application fees and the learning curve and the process and the time that it takes very long. Uh, to really get into how that changes in terms of how, when bringing in NFTs and ultimately uh, blockchain, I want to start by saying like NFT, what is happening here? What does NFT say? So, NFT stands for non-fungible token. Uh, Before even getting into what non-fungible means, let's talk about what a fungible token is. A fungible token is something like Bitcoin, something like Ethereum, the cryptocurrencies that you see, they are based on a technology called blockchain that is built on, rather than it be built on a single computer, right? You have your file stored on your computer, right? But you could go, you know, you could go, somebody could hack your computer, you could change your file, like... That data isn't trusted by everyone in the world to say this data has never been tampered with. This data is, you know, and that's the reality of what Web two, the current inter- internet that we work in, is. It's what's called third party trusted servers. Like data sits on everyone's servers, and there's no agreement across, you know, there's no unanimous agreement in terms of uh, what a digital asset is. And here's it, here it is. So enter blockchain. You get these tokens that is like the most standard way of saying, here's one digit, here's one digit. They are all, all these, those digits are equal to each other. One Bitcoin is worth one Bitcoin. Uh, That was the initial, I would say the initial point of when blockchain started to enter our lives and maybe into the space of like that, of the sort of like, I would say um, fringe communities that are looking, you know, Silk Road, like black market trade, right? People who wanted to sort of like be able to have, uh, ownership, but maybe they don't want to be, uh, maybe they want to be anonymous, right? So that technology has been around for a long time. It's not new. Uh, what happened, what changed is that it became more efficient with, uh, Bitcoin and with Ethereum that essentially, uh, specifically with Ethereum, uh, they were able to do what's called, um a non-fungible token, which is purely to say, instead of each token being equal to one, fungible means it can be exchanged one for one. Non-fungible means that it's each data set, each block, and and, in the Bitcoin, each unit of measurement is a block of data saying, here's one. A non-fungible token, each block is a unique set of data, just like your beats are a unique beat, right? Even if you were to mint on the blockchain, say you were to put on the blockchain three copies of that, it would still be copy one, copy two, and copy three. There would be no way of saying like copy one's the same as copy two. So that's like non-fungible. The, each one is a unique data set. And it can be validated and it's different from it being on just one computer. It's, you know, the blockchain is, is, is made up of thousands and thousands of computers around the world that are linked into one network that is not controlled by anybody. And that's created a new way of managing and trading digital assets. In the past, your ability to sell a digital asset depended on a couple of things. Expensive lawyer fees and um, Extensive processes, which end up being inaccessible to the average creator, right? It only, you know, you have to have a big budget to be able to, you know, not only create, but then validate and it it makes it basically inaccessible. So what is happening now isn't that it's never happened before. It's that accessibility element that any artist can immediately right now on their computer, they can create, they can load their data, their their beat, their instrumental into a digital asset that can literally be forensically traced back to the creator of it and can be validated. It can't be in the blockchain. There's only read and write. There is no erase. You can update, but that data, it's what's called a trustless system. In the current model of the web two, it's not a trustless system. You have to trust Amazon, you have to trust Google, So like our ability to actually, let's say, trade goods online uh, has been very limited. So with the blockchain now, literally the lifespan of a piece of art has gone from a hundred years to thousands of years. This is something that has never been, because in order to have a true piece of art and, and like that was the big change And we immediately saw artists take advantage of that. They said, great, I'm going to put up my image. I'm going to put up my music. And this is going to be something that people can always trace back to me. And collectors, you know, they have an issue to say like so many art, uh, you know, uh, collectors and people who collect art, they have a big issue with forgeries. So this eliminated, it gave uh, like collectors a lot less risk when it came to investing in artists. So as a beat maker... Say, you know, now that we've explained like what an NFT is, how this whole revolution really what it's about is the commercialization of data. Web2 was all about data access, data transfer. But then to take it a step further, how do you own that data? Right now, all of our data is owned by Facebook. All of our data is owned by Google. All of our data is owned by, but like, how can we own our own data? That is what this whole blockchain, this whole NFT movement is accomplishing for not only artists but all sorts of creators and entrepreneurs. How does that apply to music? So I'm gonna give you one simple example because I can we can talk about a lot of different use cases, but one very simple use case is to say: imagine you had a a vinyl record, right? Maybe you made a hundred vinyl records or a hundred CDs or 100 MP3, you know, MP3s don't really work that way because of Napster and all those companies like MP3 streaming, like kind of tanked our, you know, value retention as artists. So like, let's talk about just what's collectible. Let's talk about uh, a vinyl or a collectible shirt or things that artists are selling at events, right? They're merchandise and vinyl, right? This is a perfect example on how artists without going through a record label, without going through ASCAP and BMI, can retain a lot more value. If I mint an NFT of my my instrumental, I can attach the licensing rights to using that instrumental to that NFT. The same way you would have that contract with a lawyer this can literally be, you know, a way to eliminate that cost of every time you want to sell a piece of IP, you have to go through a lawyer. So, boom, we've saved artists thousands of dollars. We gave them a shorter time frame to be able to create that asset. And because of blockchain and the online environment, it makes it easy for people to exchange and sell that without having to go through legal or risky things that leave the collector. Like, am I going to get ripped off here? So when I created that NFT, you can say 10% of the royalties on the sale of that NFT are always going to come back to me as an artist. Exactly. When has that ever been possible with vinyls, with recordings? Absolutely. So that has literally changed the psychology as well as to how people invest and support artists rather than just say, I own, you know, like for me to get the most value out of art, I need to support artists who have reached a point where the final product of their art is worth the value of what I'm giving them, i.e. going to a big festival, going to a concert. People pay thousands of dollars for that. Now, with that, like, you could say people, not only do they feel excited to invest in early stage artists because of the authenticity of the item that they're purchasing, as the artist grows, they can resell it, right, for a greater value. And they can always prove that it is legit, that it's a real piece of art from the original artists. Remember, like, only a hundred, you know, like, most, if you buy most vinyls, You know, like the ability for you to actually, you know, not only maintain it, but say that this is a legit item, like one of the original, maybe the first press, you know, like for you to say, this is the first vinyl of the set that's been pressed. That's a difficult thing for a collector to do. But now with NFTs, they so basically what I'm trying to say is just at the forefront, artists and musicians like yourself, you could create maybe 30, you know, 30 instrumentals, right? And you could sell that on the market and people could not only buy it and trade it so that they can make money because they believe in you as an artist that that you're going to grow. And they say, great, like he has this is one of his first instrumentals he minted as an NFT. I can purchase that. And when he grows to 10,000, 20,000, a million subscribers, that's going to be worth a lot more and I can sell it. And I can now get a gain off of the growth of my favorite artists. So now, not only the collector mindset and the artist supporter mindset has shifted from, you know, I only wanna invest in established big artists to I have a financial opportunity by investing in artists who I truly believe are gonna be big and are talented. But as well as on the artist side, as that community trades that value, you without having to go through ASCAP or BMI, Spotify, any of those organizations, you immediately get 10% or whatever percent royalty that you decide directly to you without going through a lawyer, without going through anything like it it's changed the way that we can own and and receive long-term benefits from the art that we create.
0: That's that that's very very powerful um because for many reasons. So so I, get, I think the first thing that comes to mind is like the fact that there are so many people out there uh, that support smaller and up and coming artists and have like a almost uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to use here. Some type of like really strong passion and conviction maybe is the word I'm looking for in 100%. this particular artist. And for right now, like without without NFTs, the way that you support this artist is if he or she is a streamer, you can go to their streams. You can share information about them to others, to bring people there, to introduce them to this new artist. You can join their Patreon. You can sub to their account and pay you know money. There's like there's ways to do that right now. And those are kind of like small scale. Um, but what you're saying is like in addition to put like putting money up to be able to purchase that original that original digital that um, item that's going to that's going to increase in value over time depending on how popular this particular artist becomes you're talking two things one you're still able to contribute to it and in a way that that can be magnified as the artist's career and journey kind of continues that's mm -hmm. that's a huge that's a huge deal so so I, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is like is, not first thing. That was the first thing. What I just said. The second thing that comes to my mind is how easy. Like, if I wanted to go online right now, and if I wanted to, I think the the term you use is mint your yes. music. Minted. I want to yeah, mint, mint an NFT. Mint yep. an NFT for a three minute song that I have that I think is amazing. Yep. For example, what's that process look like? Is it hard to do? Is it very involving? Or like, how do we how do we do that?
1: It's easy, you know, there's more complex ways, you know, that it, it, you can go from easy to hard and and zero cost to more cost. Ultimately, there are websites and platforms, the easiest way, and, you know, we can always get into more detail on, on you know, because this is a opening, this is not something that's set in, this is an evolving space, you know, like, so... The simplest way anyone who wants to like create, take their art and mint it onto the blockchain, uh, what they would do is they would use maybe a platform like Rarible, R-A-R-I-B-L-E.com. It's a website that uh, also acts as a marketplace for that art, so you can go on there, you create a profile. You upload your image or your audio file and, you know, and you say, you know, what's the price going to be and you can mint it onto the blockchain and you can have your own store. And it's as simple as that. It's like up, just like you upload something to YouTube or, you know, uh, even how you upload a picture onto Facebook. You know, the only difference is that that data is housed on the blockchain. So in other words, it can, it's, can never be tampered with, can never be erased Um so, so that's, it's a very simple process, but I'll say like the real value of it doesn't really come in simply, you know, there, there's definitely a collectability element in putting your music online, but I think the real value that people are investing in is the utility of to say, by owning this, I am the exclusive owner of the rights to use this beat, right? Yes. So like literally... People are investing in the, in the, the fact that now they can have a utility attached to this art piece. So you have a picture, right? Um, I want to bring this before, like, so let's talk, let's ta- let's stick to this idea of like, you have an instrumental, right? Um, somebody said, say, let's take two examples here. One NFT that is just the instrumental, right? And somebody invests in it and it's great. There's a hundred versions of the instrumental. Um, you know, they like, there's a hundred copies of it. They can collect it. It's a, one of a hundred. There's a collectability element in there. And that's exciting for, for any supporter, right? The same way, you know, that's a just a basic example. The next level beyond that, where people really feel excited is to say, there's a deeper utility here, whereas by holding this NFT, not only do you have the art piece, but also the rights to use this audio file in a video game, in a movie, in a commercial, in your virtual reality mansion, you can have this playing in that space. Like for us, the artists, in order to sell the rights to do that, there are websites, but there still requires a contract, right? And how do you as an artist still like, say somebody owns that, like somebody says I can purchase that and they can sell that to somebody else in order for like, that's gets people. So people get more excited because there's a utility to this piece of art. You know, they, they not only get the art and the collectible, but they also get the utility of the licensing that they get access to for that piece of IP. Let's take it one step further, even further. This is something that is on, that is being developed right now in the music industry, NFT integration for music with streaming platforms. So say rather than your reimburse your, you know, your revenues from streaming right now, they go through a publishing company like ASCAP and BMI. Spotify sends their numbers. To those companies, and they get, you know, they give a certain amount of revenue per, you know, uh, per play to those organizations. ASCAP and BMI they dictate, like, kind of like there's an agreement between them that says, like, here's how much we're willing to play, per, pay per stream because we have a huge company and we have inefficiencies to, and we are like really inundated with the with the complex task of paying out all these artists. And so as a result, that five dollars that gets paid to Spotify. You don't see very much of that. So with this NFT, say, I told you by holding this NFT, you will get 1% of the royalties from the streaming of that song. So now the the collector can say, not only do I hold the licensing to use it, but I also purchased this and as this artist gets big, I will be able, this asset gives me 1% of the royalties of N How is that possible? Because those NFTs that are going to be in the streaming platform are going to be connected to say, everybody who holds this token gets a percentage based on the value associated to that token, i.e. there's a 100 of these tokens, each one worth 1%.
0: Multiple people can hold the hold token in this example, right? Meaning not just one exactly. person has it, but it can be split amongst 10 people and then everyone pr- presumably gets... One tenth of that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and so like literally, uh, rather than that five dollars that you pay to Spotify, getting point zero zero you know one cent off of each stream. This is the reality we're headed towards. Imagine I gave Spotify five dollars, right, and I said I'm paying this money because I I want to have access to your music. Everyone doesn't listen to the same amount of music, right? Maybe I listen to one hour of music a day, maybe you listen to two hours, of mu- like not everyone, you know. So right now, because of those big publishing companies, the inefficiency around it, there's no way for them to really give the value to us on a really e- on an equal and really like respectable way. But with NFTs, everything can be automated. So say I gave Spotify $5 and I listened to four songs this month, right? Say I only played on my Spotify, I only played four songs, just so happens to be. Spotify would take maybe $1 of that. And then those artists across those four songs would each get $1. That's not possible with ASCAP and BMI right now because of the process that they have to take to get the money to the artists. But because of NFTs, everything can be instantaneous. At the end of the month, They can count up your streams and say, all right, yeah, this person paid $5 and they only listened to your music that month. Shouldn't you get a majority of whatever that $5 was?
0: Good example. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: So it's all about like, you know, it's making the transfer of digital value more efficient. It's allowing for us to experiment and do things as artists and give that value to our supporting community in new ways
0: this is really dope um super helpful <laughs> and w- very 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 clearly stated i, w- I didn't know if mm-hmm. i was going to be able to understand ex- understand this uh after the conversation a lot of de- layers. there is definitely a lot of layers to it i'm i was going to ask a question about um so the the collector and the, the example you just gave the more that piece of art gets consumed in, in this particular case, case, gets listened to on a streaming platform, for example, then the collector from what you were mentioning, depending on how the, I guess, agreement is, because there, there's like, there's agreements that, that are rules that are kind of set to say, okay, this is written this way. So the collector gets this much, but this one over here is written a different way. So the collector gets less or more or whatever. Absolutely. And that's determined at the outset, right? When you mint it. Yep. Okay. Exactly. So in that case, you mentioned like the original person who made the music get can get it for for an example ten percent every time it gets sold to the next collector, right? Ten percent, ten percent. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. Yep. I learned about that word from watching a lot of Shark Tank. I love Shark <laughs> Tank. Um, they're always like in perpetuity. It's like, no, we'll do about you know ten about ten thousand units, and then we'll lower it down to whatever percent. That's the right way. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so my question though was that in the case where the collector earns every time it gets played do, can i'm sure this the answer is yes but can the or does the um creator of that of that art also get funds sent to them not just when it's sold but from the stream that that happens as yep. well right
1: so maybe what you would do is and actually this is something i did i actually minted what i call royalty tokens and actually was the first artist to do this was like minted these royalty tokens. And I allocated 30% of those tokens to my supporters in my community. And I said, and I kept 70%. Now, keep in mind that record labels, typically, you know, at the end of the day, an artist, they're lucky if they can get 25, 30% of their, you know, of their streaming, of their sales, of their revenues, like a label is going to take most of that. Why? Because because the label's handling marketing, distribution, you know, agents, all that kind of stuff. So like with this, what you would probably do is you would say, you know, I, Kevin Allen, I've minted, um, you know, a hundred, let's say a hundred royalty tokens, each one worth 1%. And I'm going to put 30 of them on the market for sale. And, you know, th- you don't have to sell all of them. So you would keep a certain amount of them for yourself. And actually since March, we've been seeing artists like Lil Pump, Pharrell, uh, a lot, there's, the list goes on, there's a, you know, Bla, uh, Blau, like there's a lot of, there's a, a handful of artists that uh, since then have also released their own royalty tokens. So the bigger mainstream industry is hip to this. They are moving towards that direction uh, because they understand that moving forward It's all about having this ability to have a deeper, more direct connection with your supporters. Um, So this royalty thing is just one example on how we can close that gap between the relationship of my growth as an artist and what people who are supporting it, they want to partake, they want to feel ownership over the art that they're supporting. And this way, like you said, not only can they get the value of the long-term gain on that on those royalties, passive revenue, but also when you grow, they can very easily validate and say, yes, this is the real token, you know, because it's on the blockchain and they can sell it to somebody else. So it's a no brainer for them to say, I'm willing to pay $200 to have one of these royalty tokens. Just because they know, like, because they believe in you as an artist and they have a good chance of seeing long-term return.
0: All right. So we got to definitely talk about this a little bit. I was going to, I have to learn not to interrupt. Let the person who's no, no, talking. Please. And then I want to, like, hear that. And then I want to be able to to ask the question. So that, that's not, this, that sounds very, very interesting. That's different than the minting of a song. Now you're talking about, you said 100 Utility. Words utility 100 royalty tokens not associated with any specific piece of um piece of art but rather the artist it sounds like you're saying
1: you could do you could do that but, some, but for me I've done it per song so for each song I'm minting a you know a set of royalty tokens and then I'm you know so even for my existing catalog like that's what I'm doing right now I'm going through my entire catalog of music and I'm minting each one into a set of royalty tokens that then I can airdrop to my supporters. But I'm gonna show you something else too. How do I val how do you validate that someone is a true supporter? Maybe they're on your Patreon, right? But when someone's on your Patreon, they're paying a monthly subscription, right? They and they can say like I'm a supporter on your Patreon. NFTs actually allow you to take that even a step further. Do you think that people would see value in saying, I'm one of the first 100 people in history to support Michael Jackson? If you could validate that and show, I was one of the first 100 people to believe in outcast or believe in Bruno Mars, I believed in this guy. He was just getting started. He was selling his art like people sell on the, on the sidewalk, right? Or people sell online. And I believed in him and he was charging $200 a piece. And I bought one because I believe one day he's going to be big. And this art piece specifically says you were, it, it validates you as one of the first 10 people to support this artist. Maybe imagine it as a badge, right? So imagine you're, instead of having a Patreon or in addition to having a Patreon, you could say, I'm gonna mint 10 badges. The first 10 people to buy it, you're proving that you're one of the first 10 people that supported me. And as a result, 10% of my royalty tokens, when I mint them, I'm going to be sending 10% of those tokens to those 10 people. So now people, now literally people can validate and authenticate and receive the reward of being one of the first 10 people to support, and support an artist. Not only that, but when the artist gets big, like, cause, and then imagine as you go on your career, every song you release, 10% of those royalty tokens goes to those original supporters, right? Without having to go through a mailing address, without having to go through a contract, all all directly through NFTs. And that supporter, when maybe when you hit a million subscribers, they say, you know what? Let me sell the value. Let me sell that value, that social value of saying, I'm one of the first 10 people to support this artist. Let me sell that. They can do that. That was never possible before. Imagine the people who were the first 10 people to sign up for your Patreon. And then your Patreon blows up. You're, with an NFT, you are literally would be giving them the value of saying, I can now trade that value of being one of the first 10. And me as an artist, I always have the ability... To send and reward those people who pay for the value associated with being one of the first 10. It doesn't have to be the same person across time. Because if somebody later down the line says, oh, this is worth a lot. I'm willing to pay $10,000 to be that person, to have that social you know, that social badge, to have the return that is equal to be. Maybe I wasn't there early, but I believe in this artist and they're going to keep growing. So literally the relationship that we as artists that we can have. So like there's two layers to this, not only to say like the relationship and saying I can validate you were one of the first 10 people to support me. I can always, you know, and I'm going to continuously drop you, you know, that 10% is just an example number, but like. The the relationship that we have with our supporters is not only more direct, but the value that we can send them is more direct. So for me, like when I reach a million subscribers on my channel, my plan is to send, you know, ETH to send, you know, Ethereum, like maybe a thousand bucks to each one of those 10 people to come out to a private event. And I don't have to know their bank account. I don't even have to know who they are. I can just say, you, you know, here are the wallets that hold this authenticated badge. Not only am I sending them royalty tokens, but also when I reach a million subscribers, we're going to have a in-person event where I'm going to fly you out. I'm going to pay for your hotel fees. And I don't have to go through anything centralized to do that. So like our relationship with the people who support us as artists is much more direct
0: Wow, that these these are these are great. Let me reset. Boom, these are great, uh, great, great pieces of information, man. I I, I think we're having the conversation. So we're having it from a, from a perspective of you understanding this stuff so well, and I'm sure you're continuing to learn it. And you're also an artist, as you know, which I think makes it even more practical because you're actually doing the stuff that you're that you're saying you can do, which exactly. is really incredible. I, I I thought about a social aspect of this that I think is kind of amazing, Please. which is. If you have a if you have confidence in yourself as an artist which i imagine most artists believe in themselves you know there's different right. reasons why we do art some for, for some people it makes them feel good it's therapeutic some people really believe that what they're doing is stuff that can that could that others are going to really 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 you know just love and and your popularity will grow over time and all that stuff so what's interesting, it's so interesting to me is, like, for the person who, like, I believe in myself. I, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I kind of know what, what my path is. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah.
1: I believe in you. I love coming on your show.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Every Every eight months, I got to have you on for, like, I mean maybe not eight um, months, win, win. But every so often like yeah well and now now like the just just before before i get back to my point um now that we see how easy this is and i'm assuming this is all like i said being aired live right now but well, I'm, I'm excited to check afterwards to see but now now that i see that this could be such an easier way to do like this is simple i can just sit here and just talk to you and not worry about all these other things editing so definitely get back to that um but that's fast, that badge thing is fascinating. And just to kind of reiterate what you mentioned, for the person who really like like I was mentioning, I believe in in my continued growth and success and, and all that stuff related to the arts. And so if I exude that and if I if people also see that in me, that like they see that I'm talented and that I'm I love music and that I love inspiring and all these positive things that I kind of have learned about myself over the past several years, then others who see that. And I do offer something, like you said, like Patreon. There are services and there are ways for people to be able to support. But to answer your question, your s- sort of rhetorical question, I think you, you as do, do I think people would see the value? Like hell yeah, that is incredible, yeah. right? That's in like there, there's there's people that I have met online. There's people I've met online that are that are artists and things like that, whether it's music or or visual arts, that. Yeah, I, I see them like, like, let's, let's, I'll give someone, someone a shout out right now. As a matter of fact, I'll give my man, uh, Enox a, a shout out who is, uh, who was a guest on this show. And, awesome. um, he was maybe like maybe five to 10 episodes after you were on. So he's one of the earlier guests and he's someone that I network with. He lives over in, um, overseas in, I believe UK, uh, or London. One of those, Yeah. yeah. Are those are the same place. No, those are <laughs> so is it was a different place.
1: So that. it. It's like uh, one. I think uh, London is just in there on that island somewhere.
0: Somewhere out there. I'm sorry, I'm butchering it, but you know what? It's all good. Uh, he lives out there somewhere, and he does music stuff. Um, he posts these really just dope, well thought out like Instagram like little videos of him producing, and every time it's like a vibe, it's a major vibe. He's mad cool, mad cool guy, right? So I I, I um connected with this guy, and I, I hit him up, and we finally I finally was able to have him on an episode, and we we had a great conversation, and then. Like even before having one, I was like, the more people find out about this individual, I can see his popularity growing tremendously. And shortly in short order after that episode, not not necessarily because of the episode, but I think it was just the timing of everything. His popularity skyrocketed and he's like doing I was chatting with him. He's doing all these really dope things and stuff. And so I'm saying like it kind of there's a whole bunch of different things that are kind of coming to my mind right now. One of them is like for the people who are like aspiring talent agents, people that are able to detect talent or say, wow, I've never heard that type of thing before. That's incredible. Or, I've never seen a picture like that. That's incredible. I think this person is unique and different than anyone else that I've ever come across. Like, oh, but I'm not a talent agent. I, I, would, I, I wish I was that at this time so that I can do something with this knowledge. Now what you're presenting is a scenario where you can easily do that absolutely person, right if that person offers such a such a thing offers um you know nfts or badges and stuff like you mentioned royalty tokens. Is, yeah, tokens yeah tokens it's incredible man i'm i'm excited about about this this knowledge that you're that you're you know imparting
1: well there you know i'm happy to and like my mission really with this has been to share because it has allowed me to do things that i'd never done as an artist before uh, that have really been exciting. And I've seen how it changed, how it really, I feel like, repaired the relationship between supporter and artists. I feel like uh, in a way it became a bit of of a, without better terms, like maybe an abusive relationship. Why? Because like the music industry is investing in, And it's just as natural as economics, they're investing in the, they're investing in the things that are going to get the supporter to listen and grab their attention. And, you know, it's scientifically proven our attention span is getting shorter and shorter. So the music that they're investing, you know, there's a reason why we don't see Beethoven and, and Mozart walking around, you know, those kinds of artists, they're not mainstream because at the end of the day, that type of music doesn't produce the return or opportunities that something like a 15 second TikTok song that is going to go viral and they can get a bunch of sponsorship and they can do like, you know, so like the, this change is in my opinion, like is going to bring back the possibility of us seeing tremendous artistry be birthed because now that people are going to be willing to invest in that. And with the badges specifically, you know, like, artists they're encouraged to do things that are going to put food on their plate and take care of their family. Like if you're, if you're a career, if you're a professional musician, that is definitely part of the equation. Like you would love to sit months and months on end in your, in your, you know, in your spot and work on, you know, a masterpiece, but that's not putting food on the table. So we see less and less of that, not to say it doesn't exist, but with this whole shift in mentality by the supporter of the artists as well, say with these badges, People feel even more motivated to share their favorite artist once they have that badge because they are gonna get financial gain from them sharing that. So it's 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 not just like, oh, let me show you this is very cool. It's like, let me show you this. This guy's early, he has these dope NFTs, and this guy's gonna be big. And when he's big, this is gonna be worth a lot of like they they feel a motivation a deeper like survival instinct motivation to say like i want to support this artist because i am directly benefited from it
0: man that that's that's huge as well i mean when, when you're talking about badges right now i'm i'm thinking about you know my recent foray into live streaming on twitch on youtube and having a discord um account having a discord server now and stuff and i'm learning about all this stuff i'm saying to myself People take value in the stuff that you just mentioned about subscribing to uh, someone's YouTube channel or Twitch channel to have a badge, a custom badge next to the name to be able to use custom emotes. Right. To say to express yes. themselves and show that. Yeah, I'm a like Twitch has it right now. They have like a what do you call it, early adopter thing like for the first 10, I guess, subscribers to your to your Twitch um, channel, for example, they have this badge that's specific to the first 10 people. So people take extreme value in that. And so it's not at all far-fetched or hard to – it's not hard to imagine that that's going to be something that's going to translate over to something that is more about – that is less about just the vanity of saying I have a badge but more about this badge comes with some potential monetary value that will increase over time. So that is – that's incredible in its own right, you know?
1: Yeah. You're going to find that there are going to be people who are literally going out there looking – more people than ever are going to be going out there looking for new artists – Because they want to be that first person. They want to discover the next artist. They don't want to just listen to what's the best song. Like what's some of this top. Cause you know, like maybe they don't want to search. They just want to see like what's on the charts. You know, let me listen to something that is like the people are enjoying, but they're going to be like, no, let me go find something that nobody's discovered yet. Because when I do, and I have that value of being one of the first people to discover them, like long-term like that, that's a new mindset for people looking for artists.
0: That's huge, man. So yeah, this yeah. is what we're going to do. We're going to get ready to wrap up. And what, what I'm going to suggest that we do is we're going to take you and I, we have to take at least five minutes after I close the live stream down to still chat. Because I'll give a little, little precursor to the people that are listening and people that are watching this, but we'll have to talk about it privately, you and I. Um, I've, I've had, I've had many ideas, um, over the past several months, like as my creative juice is just continuing to kind of bubble over when I wake up and think about, oh, that would be cool if this, or if if someone did this Mm -hmm. or something like this was available. And there's, there's an idea that I had, um, that's I think quite ambitious, but also very doable. And, uh, it involves music and visual arts and, the the idea the stuff that you just mentioned all everything that we just that we just talked about related to nft um that nft component injected into this other sort of collaborative slash inspiring music art platform or tool that i have that i have in mind but having this nft component with it um can make this something that i think is incredible and i i just i have the idea but i didn't have the technical time technical as well as the drive to like to network with people and 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 meet the right the right person or right team that we can kind of bring something like this potentially together and kind of kind of explore it further let's put it that way and so this this i believe this encounter right now of us chatting is not is not by chance and so i want to i want to basically have people i want to have you let people know where they can find you and then i'm going to close this down and then we're going to chat about this a little bit if that's cool with you
1: hundred percent. Absolutely. So if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, you can check me out, KevinOnEarth999. So uh, that's where I talk a lot and where I'm, you know, usually where I'm interacting with people on the, in the NFT space. I do a stream on Twitch on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is based in the metaverse. So we are inside uh, the metaverse, which is essentially virtual reality where NFTs live. Uh, it's, it's like virtual reality where these things exist and, and people. And so every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm in there reporting, talking about NFTs, talking about the metaverse, uh, featuring artists. And I would love to, you know, feature you as well. Like we can do an episode bringing you in there and introducing you to the community. Uh, we do a lot of different stuff there, but if you want to check it out, just twitch.tv slash Kevin on earth, And, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate everybody and I'm so glad and grateful to be connected with Kevin Allen because he is a genuine artist. He really cares about creative, uh, the creative potential. And he's not like what, what I like to invest in are people who are just creatively passionate. Like they don't have a reason beyond saying like they have their, you know, everyone has other things, but like our key driver is to say we love creating. And we love expressing and we love connecting with people and like sharing the value of that creation with people and those are the kind of people who are going to be very successful in this space so kevin when you drop your nft please let me know so i can so i can ape in on that
0: that's dope man yeah this this is this is fantastic and thank you so much for the kind words that that really does mean a lot i think um people are i i think people need to express how they feel About others, this is getting a little bit on a tangent, but they need they need to express that more, right? Because I believe that in social media, like when you when you post things, when you do certain things, um, unless if unless if explicitly told, like it's hard to know what is resonating with other people. And for me, as someone who that is what drives me, right? That's what that's what made me leave working at Verizon to become a teacher is that I needed to be able to make more of an impact every day on a daily basis. That's why that. my level of passion that first year of teaching was just sky high. I was like, I never felt like I was working. I felt like, man, this is amazing. I get to be in front of these students and teach math and just interact with them and joke and inspire and do all these things. And so, so I when I when I hear that, like when I think about the fact that the thing, some of the things that I'm doing for others, like yourself, and, and a few others who've, who've shared, you know, similar kind words, that that makes me feel happy that that it's it's inspiring others and that people are getting value out of it because, like you said, that creative aspect is is what it's all about. Like I absolutely you know love that so much so i'll definitely thank you man i i appreciate that i will definitely hop in that i i knew a little bit about the the twitch thing but i i have to make sure i'm following you because i don't think i have seen it on the on my list so i will absolutely be hopping in. i'm I'm curious about it i gotta check out what's going on i mean it's fun it's a good time yeah that's dope all right so this is what we're gonna do we're gonna wrap this up so you don't go anywhere yet we're gonna chat for about five minutes and then i'll let you go get some lunch or something Appreciate you, man. everyone else out there thank you guys so much for joining i'm assuming you're watching i'm assuming we're live linkedin i see little notifications up there youtube all that stuff so i'm excited about this new platform shout out to henny the business for inspiring me to do this to to kind of get this into a live setting because this just makes so much more sense i'm in a different place knowing that i do not have to go through seven steps after this moment in order to get this out to people that's huge Absolutely. so i'm very excited that. for that All right, y'all have a good one. My man Kev, I'm chatting with you in a second.